Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, uh, not broadcasting to you live on EmoSocialClub.tv. Um, it's been a little bit of a chaotic couple weeks, obviously the holidays. We hope that you had a good holiday and time off. And if anything, we appreciate you for uh, tuning in to us uh, after the busy season. But it's just me, Lizzie, today. Brian and I weren't able to record last week, mainly because I was at House of Blues saying the Walters. And also just because busy schedules again. But we're going to be back on our game this upcoming Thursday. So no worries there. But we're giving you another best of show where we're looking back at 2021 at some of our other favorite chats that we had with people. So keep it tuned in here to hear some good throwbacks from 2021. You know, that one little bright spot that kind of came through everything else, you know. Besides that, you can always give us a follow over on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, over on Instagram at Emo Social Club, and TikTok and Instagram at X Emo Social Club X. Maybe 2022 is the year we finally get our, reg- our regular handles back. Also, big thanks to everybody who came out to our G-Man Tavern show, our DJ set, uh, before right after Christmas. We super appreciate it, you guys. Uh, obviously, we are all... COVID negative, so we love that. Um, so we wanted to make sure we had a safe event that was also super enjoyable for everybody, and we were able to do that. We also have merch still, so just head on to emosocialclub.com slash merch, pick up some, I'll send it out ASAP, and it'll get straight to you. I'm not going to keep rambling on here anymore because Brian's not here, but we love you guys. We super appreciate you. Thank you so much for a rad 2021. We're looking forward to a lot of really cool stuff coming up in the new year. First up, we're throwing it back to basically January, a full year ago, with our friend R.B. Rowe of Get Tough, but also they play bass and save bass, and they smack all around. So we're going to be looking back at some of their solo project stuff, and also what we mean when we say we don't like mean people in the scene. So you have your new album, In Sickness and In Hell, coming out on January 15th. Yes. And we were listening to a couple of the um, songs that we were sent over. Um, And it is definitely like a big kind of like, you call it drama pop, which I can definitely tell in here. (laughs) Definitely. And it like, it tells like kind of different stories. I'm also, I was picking up with some of it as well. Can you just talk, talk to us a little bit more about that? About like trying to label any of it i guess (laughs) i guess label it and then um just overall like just the development of yeah um so (laughs) the drama pop thing is kind of funny because i didn't want to get pigeonholed into this idea of like bedroom pop like (laughs) i've like matched with people on tinder who are like it's so cute that you make bedroom pop and then i'm like i make pop music in my bedroom it is not bedroom pop. <laughs> <laughs> like that is, it's like, and which, no, hey, I love bedroom pop. Like, mm-hmm. I love the, like, Claros of the world so, so much. But it's like, that is not, like, a sort of aesthetic of, like, I like lo-fi music, sure. And some of my stuff is a little bit lo-fi. But that's not, like, an aesthetic that I'm trying to adhere to. I want it to be this, like, kind of really dramatic and, like, almost theatrical sort of thing. Uh, 
just because like you know i want to be able to like shake my ass when i like play shows which it's very upsetting that i'm putting out this record and i can't play <laughs> freaking shows right um but uh yeah with writing the record it wasn't ever like super intentional i didn't really know i was writing a record i had just been like probably about three years ago i started writing pop songs um <laughs> i ran out of data on a tour and i started making beats in garage band on my phone mm -hmm. and that's what kind of started it i was like oh i could like make electronic music that would be kind of fun and then i just sort of started writing a bunch of songs um and then i was like oh it'd be cool to make an lp and i was just like okay cool this will be great i'm just gonna like record it all myself that that'll be easy i'll do it so quick and now you know it's three years later now uh it's finally done yeah um, <laughs> i it's it's funny too because i like almost none of the songs that i wrote like back then with the intention of like i'm gonna make a record like are on the record <laughs> um it's been through many iterations. I wrote about 20 songs, um, all just kind of like, it's kind of like a catalog of like, th there's kind of like an inciting moment of the record in the first single, um, Ragdoll, which is kind of like the beginning of the story of where like the whole record kind of starts. Um, and like the, the very first track that's like before that uh, is like, it's actually just like a phone demo that I recorded of the first song that I wrote after those events actually happened. Um, so it's kind of just like a, a retrospective. Is that something that, is that a word that makes sense? Like a retrospective on like growth and recovery over that time. Um, and I don't know, I find it hard sometimes, I'm working on this, but I find it hard sometimes to like, get lost in like the metaphor you know sometimes i'm just like this is how i feel and there's like nothing more to it <laughs> um and i i know it like in i never thought that i was good at like narrative songwriting but i i guess that like being literal in that way kind of helps with that um i don't know it's interesting that you say that you can like pick up stories in it because i I, when I'm writing, I'm just like, I'm a crazed mess. There's nothing. <laughs> These are just words. Words are nothing. But does it sound cool? As long as it sounds cool, we're good. Put it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of, that's kind of the whole bit. I just like wrote uh, 20 songs. I chose 10 of them. And uh, <laughs> here we are. And it comes out next week. And that is like actually crazy to me. I like <laughs> thought it was going to come out in June of last year that was like the slated idea uh because well i was supposed to be going on all of these tours in the spring and the summer so i was like i'm gonna get all my like vocals and stuff done before i leave and then i'm gonna mix it all on the road send it off to get mastered then it'll release by i wanted to release it like on my birthday or something um which is like the middle of june and then like all my tours got canceled and I was just like oh god what do I do <laughs> what do I do and then uh you know the world uh kind of ended and I was involved in protests and other community stuff um at home so it just like didn't feel right to like really push to like put it out I was just like let's maybe just take some time 
for myself and also take a little bit more time with the record itself. And I think that time like really made all the difference um, and made me really appreciate uh, parts of the record way more than how I like initially um, made them or perceived them. Final answer. (laughs) (laughs) Is this going to be on the test? Yeah, actually. It's open book. It's open note. And also you wrote the notes. I I didn't write that down, but yeah, good to know. Okay. (laughs) I've been on tours where uh, people, where bands will do like, um, like an acoustics set before the show. Mm -hmm. And that usually like gets people in like early which i think is like a really interesting to do obviously obviously if like you have to be marginally popular for like people to even care about that um to care about like an intimate acoustic set before the same set that you're going to play later yeah um but i think that's like such a cool little thing and i it helps i don't know it helps fans feel closer to you and stuff which i think is important like Mm -hmm. if i mean what do i know (laughs) (laughs) I think, but I think like you're on to something there with like how now that we have all been living in this no live music world where we haven't been able to go to a venue and like we had all these expectations of this is the band I'm going to see they're headlining and there's a couple openers we can show up late we can just like kind of you know whatever uh I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a ripe opportunity for some changes to like that expectation when you go to a live show uh especially when like my my expectation is as soon as like we can start having shows again it's gonna be i don't want to go to shows there's too fucking many shows (laughs) everyone's everyone's putting on their show it's all on every single night i'm at i'm at a i'm at a concert venue seven nights a week it is exhausting uh hearing loss is gonna go straight up it's like oh i've heard for too long i'm ready to lose that uh so i imagine that once we are back in this it's going to be really difficult to get people to come to your show versus the 100 other shows that are happening Mm -hmm. every single night now because now all the touring bands are going to be back on tour all the local bands all the new bands that just started during during quarantine yeah all these uh you know artists that have now like I want to put this music out and I want to play it. And it's like, yeah, so I can't come to all of these shows. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine that somebody's going to go, I have to do something really special. I have to do something different. So yeah. I think you're on the right path there of just like, <laughs> what have I learned from doing it on Twitch? What have I learned from doing this on the internet for people? Yeah. I think also to your point about like it being hard to kind of cut through how many shows there's going to be, I think also it's going to hurt the, the house venues i think house venues are a lot of them either aren't going to come back or they won't come back till like a delayed point because it's like mm. even when the venues open like we still may not be at a point where you really want people like right. congregating in your home and i think that's going to hurt a lot of small bands who can't get venue shows or can't get bar shows or too young to play bar shows mm. and yeah i'm i'm interested to see what that shift is like but i mean I, I I try so hard to be optimistic. It's so hard. <laughs> we all do. We all try our our yeah. try our damnedest to be I optimistic. I just want everybody to be able to play music again. Yeah. Everybody who's nice and good, that is. If you're mean <laughs> and bad, I hope you never play music again. Yeah. 
stay you get to stay home after everybody else doesn't have to anymore yeah. <laughs> if you're mean you and or you rude you can't get in anywhere it was be like hmm, this no <laughs> no no everyone not you <laughs> you are i would mean. love it if you have to show your like facebook post before you can go into a show and they can be like oh no you're mean you can't come in here <laughs> oh no they're gonna be like hey what's your twitter handle real quick and they'll what, be like, just right, check it you, are you a terrible human being oh, sorry we can't let you in so, i'm not right. I'm not generally one for being like we should monitor monitor people's online activity. Oh, not but like at all. in this case, like <laughs> if you're an ass on the internet, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want them in the venue. I have always been team like all music is good unless you are mean and like or if, unless you're like unnecessarily mean or like a dangerous person, mm-hmm. then your music is terrible. <laughs> even if other people think it's good even if it's yeah. technically good your music is garbage if yeah. you are if you are a mean meanie poopoo head yeah music <laughs> is only for nice people yeah that's what i think hey y'all it's fall we restocked our merch we'd love it if you could go to our website emosocialclub.com slash store to check it out we still have some tank tops for the summer but it's obviously uh chilling out right now but we put them on discount as a way of saying, you know, tanks for summer. Pause for laughter. So, uh, yeah, go go pick it up because we would love to get some winter and uh, spring merch. But we got to get rid of all the stuff we got before we can get the new stuff in. So it'd be a beautiful thing if you could do that. And you would look cool. And we would look cool. Go to our website, emosocialclub.com slash store. Pick yourself up something nice. You may remember our chat with Ohio Band as time fades. And if anything, we just want you to keep manifesting after you listen to this throwback clip. Are, are you guys like, I mean, you mentioned that at the beginning, your passion is obviously live music and playing music. And I'm sure you're all feeling like antsy. We, oh, uh, oh, yes. oh, yeah. we just had Lollapalooza here, which, you know, it happened and it happened. <laughs> And yeah. uh, let's just leave it there. But it was like pretty nice to have live music in some capacity, capacity again. Yes, it's been wonderful. I've been to a three shows now since uh, they've opened back up here in Ohio. And it's just been like super high energy every time. It's just so nice to be back at it. I'm just ready to get on the stage again because yes. I didn't realize how much joy I got out of it until the it was taken away and it's like oh fuck <laughs> i missed this <laughs> i'm just a nervous. year and a half now no, you're yeah. Good. Go ahead. yeah i'm just i'm just nervous you know I mean, it's been so long since we've been on yeah. stage in front of people but i am very excited um just hope it goes well you <laughs> 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 can't think about it like that yeah it's gonna go well yeah there there you positive go. out there you go. There you go. positive <laughs> out it's gonna be all right you have to do the things that the astrology crystal girls do and like manifest and hope for the best, you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You could also not do that if you chose. Also don't do that. You know? Also don't do that. I think like just don't get in your head and like freak just, out. Yeah. Just that, we don't want you there. No. I'm manifesting now. He's like, yes. He's, he's running out right after this interview and getting some like Chris Rose Quartz, is that what they use? Yeah, yeah, yeah Toby's charging his crystals. Getting right some now. rocks <laughs> off the side of the fucking road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Going to my yard. Uh, those are pieces uh, of random glass. Ass pebble? Yeah. Oh, this God. is it. Oh. <laughs> I remember there was 
a few years ago. I was seeing this guy, and he was like, oh, you're not into, like, that weird crystal shit. And I really didn't understand what that meant at the time. I was like, what crystal? She's like, the rocks. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then one of my friends is really into the crystal shit and astrology shit. And I was, like, telling her about it. She's like, what, he doesn't believe in the crystals? And I'm like, what? You do? You do? Don't. Just no hate like, to our crystal don't. listeners up there. I just don't understand it. Whatever floats your boat, yeah, I, I don't get it, but if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. <laughs> Toby, you support helps. your decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get that pebble off the side of the road. Yeah. You let us know how it goes, okay? No, no, I'm looking at a pebble right now, right outside. Oh my god. You're gonna get it. Forever. Here's your pebble. Okay. You oh have to charge it. Leave it I want the, pictures, I'm serious. You send us <laughs> pictures right after this. I, I wanna <laughs> see it. Okay. You're gonna okay. post it. You're gonna post it to the band's like Instagram stories and just be like, "Charge manifesting." That's it. No <laughs> yeah. no no context, just like, manifest. What? Gotta <laughs> write that down. Oh my god. It, this is this is on you, man. <laughs> what? You gotta take what? that picture. <laughs> yeah. It's your no, no. pebble. Yeah, it's your Tyler destiny. Like, he's our he's our like social media manager he does all the, i don't know how to do this you <laughs> I'm, gonna gonna a picture. I'm gonna make a really bad tweet you just take a like picture it. and you write manifesting and that's oh wait yeah. wait no no i'm manifesting a good tweet now oh, God. <laughs> it's gonna happen there some of our best tweets have been me just shit posting like Honestly, just that's how do whatever <laughs> just put it out and just no one's gonna have context you're gonna be like subtweet it and you're gonna be like all right so you have to listen to when this fucking episode comes out on monday to know what's going on yeah exactly it's like check back in and like under a week you'll know <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know what we're talking about thanks for our twitter That's profile <laughs> <laughs> i do uh i feel like most shows are selling out right now i've been like kind of shocked that like it feels like it's just a supply and demand curve. I'm really going to take all the energy out of this podcast now just by talking oh about economics. No, go so. for it. I'm a huge nerd. Go for it. Cool. <laughs> the supply and demand curve feels like right now there's no supply and heavy demand for like yes. getting out there and doing a show. So like I've just seen like every show is selling out things that like, you know, uh, bands that haven't played a show yet are selling out shows just because they're like, I, we formed within the last year. <laughs> the music is good. Come to the show, and everybody's like, yeah. "Yep, I'm I'm free Everyone's that day. Like, I'm, I'm free. There. Yeah, I got the whole Please feature ahead of me. Please give me something. My serotonin levels are too low. Yeah, Help. yeah. yeah. Like, Please, for the love of God. That's how it was at a. Uh, so I went to my first hardcore show in Cleveland on Friday, and like five of the six bands that were playing formed over the pandemic had never played a show they had like a couple singles or an ep out between all of them and like the place was packed mm -hmm. it was just insane i was like oh this is fucking sick i'm glad i came out and it was six sets of awesomeness <laughs> it's it's like going to shows when i was in high school that were like full of these terrible bands that like i i this is like before you could really clout chase, but there were like people that you just knew in person that were like, oh, we're going to go check out this like local hardcore show. And you go there and it'd be two screamers, a drum kit and a, a terrible guitarist. And like, yes. that's the show. <laughs> You're like, what is happening? Are all bands like this? Is this music? <laughs> and at this point in my life, I'm like, give me that show right now. <laughs> Yes. I want that show in a garage, and I will be there, and I'll buy four tickets. Yeah. <laughs> All for just, myself. Just to feel something. Yeah. yeah. 
I'll hand them out on the street and everybody will go, yeah, thank you. I'm coming to that show. <laughs> like, absolutely. Then the cops get called because it wasn't clear with neighborhood ordinance. Then they're and vibing. Everyone's got a dash and you're like... <laughs> It's like, this oh, that's what I've been missing. <laughs> you just miss live music, man. You know? Yeah, I I've seen shows sell out for, like, November. Like, yeah. they're already sold out. I'm like, god damn. <laughs> I saw um, a tweet. I forget what band it was. But they were just, like, the opener for a local show. And they sold out of, sold out of all of their merch. Like completely. Cliff Diver. Cliff yeah. Diver. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was the Cliff like Diver show in Tulsa. Yeah. Crazy. I'm not sure if they just didn't have a lot of merch or if they actually just like, you know, really sold a ton. But it, yeah, it's it, it's awesome. It's, it's good to hear that people, I mean, with a lot of disposable income that hopefully people have, uh, that they're at least putting it into art and artists and music and yes. um, kind of giving that passion back to everybody, right? Like, we miss music, we miss going to shows, and I miss buying merch and giving it to bands so they can yeah. <laughs> get to the next place or like make their new EP or, or whatever it is. But it's like, yeah, nice. We actually have like the right idea behind this now. Yeah, I've seen like so much support like in person and like online of people just like supporting small bands who are like trying to do something. It's really cool to see. Yeah, I hope everybody, like all the bands, um, come out with vinyl and just like have them at their shows because I want to start a vinyl collection for no reason. <laughs> and I will totally buy a lot of vinyls. Do you at least have a record player? No. <laughs> I have a confession to make. <laughs> I've, I've got like 20 vinyl right now. I still don't have a record player. Wow. I just got them. Hey, Danny's on that Yeah, one. I got, got the record player. Yeah. yeah we're good. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my like vinyl over to his so we can yeah. Like, yeah. sit down and have a listening party. Have a vinyl party at my place, just, yeah. Just make sure that you, ha you just make sure you know who's is who's because God forbid you guys ever like are not in the band or are not homies anymore, and then those get split. It's like a custody battle. Yep. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I, that Yami gang double records mine. I swear. I lost. I lost a Charles Gambino because the internet vinyl and an MSI oh, Tider no. vinyl. Uh, when I broke oh. up with my ex, I dated for six years, and I was like, oh. this was bad. I'm never doing this again. This is this is worse than maybe like pet dating or bringing or vinyls to your your boyfriend's house <laughs> <laughs> which aren't you doing again i mean maybe both yes correct answer. Yes. Yes. future things to keep in mind everybody my heart was broken once i'm never doing it again i want when those you vinyls lose back original because the internet copy and an yeah, original that's... repressing that of tighter by mindless self-indulgence you learn you learn no boo boo the fool anymore. Yeah, no, no. Uh, that Gambino record. I'm yeah. so upset for you. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. It, it I love Gambino. I know. I was like, boy, the fuck. It's like, please, just yeah. give me it. Like, is it a situation where you can't just like go over there wielding uh, a knife? It can be dull. This, wow, this really oh, escalated. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, like, it's, a, it's like a prop knife. I thought that knife. was going to be me. Prop I thought that was going to be me, Brian. You really, no, 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 you really no. escalated this yourself. Well, I mean, I did, but I just, I want you to have it back, <laughs> and I want you to do the work, but I don't want anyone wow. to ever have actually been at risk. So, like, I just want, I want them to go, oh, shit, uh, yeah, here you go, and then, like, you know, we're fine. Move on. I don't know if I could go to, unless I heard they were in Arizona. I don't really want to go there. Road trip. And Road um, trip. 
No, and they are also six foot three, so. Oh, I'm okay. six five. Am... Let's go. Le- oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> the we gotta drive the opposite direction to pick you up, but we're coming and we're taking <laughs> you with go. us. <laughs> yes. Could you imagine like a homie pop punk road trip to get the, oh. the internet vinyl back? <laughs> to go oh for it. And the guy you have to Get us, please. <laughs> MTV, you need drama in your reality show? Let's yes. go. Keeping up Somebody with that time fades. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this summer, an emo social club podcast and a pop punk band named As Time Fates journey to Arizona. <laughs> but that's the just weirdest one road part. season. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first of many fantabulous chapters. Exactly. <laughs> Every time we hit like a crossroads, we're like, I can't believe this happened. I can't yeah. believe. And it's 15 minutes before a commercial break that is eight minutes long. And we're like. Oh, oh man, I can't figure out how to change a like, tire. Uh. My tire's fucking flat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For, for the purposes of the recording, uh, I don't actually want Lizzie to threaten a man with a knife. <laughs> oh, yes, gonna, yes. Gonna put that out there. I do want mm. her to get her record back, and I will add by any means necessary. But I don't want that to happen. If it does happen, it's an I asterisk. It. It's an it's asterisk. asterisk there. Yeah. Yeah. Making a quick note in the time codes to delete everything I've said on this episode. And <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my like, mic wow. wasn't recording. Oh. I'm gonna post, I'm gonna post this episode knew. specifically on my LinkedIn because I still have that dude's stepmom on my LinkedIn network for some weird reason. I'm just gonna be like, hey, oh. hey, what's up? With my childish hey. record. <laughs> Maybe she can get the vinyl back for you. Yeah, yeah. hey, can you be a real one? <laughs> you just media mail it back. It's no no worries. I need nothing else from this. Yeah. I need absolutely nothing. I mean, sometimes, like, you got to just sit down and, like, have a talk on, like, what you want to do. Because we had to do that, yeah. like, before we jumped into this, like, fully into this EP writing process. We were like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to just like play music to play music? Do you want to try and make this a thing? Like, what, what, what's everyone? Where's everyone's heads at? And once we figure that out, we're like, okay, we actually want to try this, and we're like, it's gonna cost a lot of money. <laughs> but if, oh if we want to do it, if, if we want to do it, we can. We yeah. just everyone's got to be like full in. Like the end goal is to quit our day jobs. Work if you're listening. That was a joke. But the <laughs> end goal <laughs> is to quit our day jobs. Like, take a time joke. code there to edit that out. Just seeing. Lots of asterisks here. Lots of asterisks here, guys. <laughs> yeah, this is a comedy podcast. This is a good play. <laughs> Don't get people fired, okay? I've I've worked at jobs before and said like, I'm a musician, and there's like, ah, oh, it's fucking cool, man. Like that's awesome. Like whatever you need. And then I've worked other jobs, and they're just like, I don't know what you want me to do for you. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? Uh, yeah. You can find that that world. It works really well. But also, yeah, I I, I think having that sort of like. I know we're all on the same page and I know we're all working towards that same goal. It's like so big working in anything, working together with anybody. I, I know that there's like this thought in, in the, in the pop punk realm, the emo realm, the rock music realm, where it's like give back to the community that you came from. And uh, there's, the, there's like a little bit of that hate on MGK. Cause they're like, Oh, he's not really giving back to the community he came from. And it's like, he didn't necessarily come from this community yeah. like he kind of did but also like didn't <laughs> not really uh and he's he's ohio right is he yeah he's yep, cleveland. cleveland yeah he's a cleveland yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. okay 
So I don't know if like you're feeling that being that like it's like you would be that band, right? Like you're from the scene and but it's like is there is there that responsibility that just kind of comes with the territory or is it really like certain people will feel that way and certain people won't? Like where do you guys land on that then? I'll let you guys take take this one away. Yeah, and I'll weigh in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we will give back to the community. I've always watched like growing up. I've always watched those like YouTube videos of like famous people just bringing up random fans up on stage. I've always wanted to do that, just mm -hmm. like oh, play yeah. my song, or sing, or do whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I d I would definitely think that we would give back. The whole thing with MGK. Yeah, he he wasn't really part of the pop punk scene here. Uh, he just he just did the rap stuff, and uh, he was big with the rap scene here, I know. Uh, so I, I think he gave back to the Cleveland rap scene, and I think he gave back to Cleveland in general. I think I think he loves this place so much. I think it's gotten so much better publicity lately. Uh, it's still Cleveland, <laughs> so <laughs> you can only get, get so far here, but... Uh, I think this Cleveland is growing in just the music scene in general in all sorts of genres. And up next, we're going to be throwing it back to our chat with Plain YT's frontman, Million Miler frontman and solo project, and owner of Humans Were Here record label, Tom Higginson, where we also get some inside info that there should be some new Plain YT's music coming soon. Making just so such new things, and it's just not kind of like, regurgitated from the older things you have already done especially because with um your recent project you have this new album coming out on may 10th and i've been listening to some of the stuff that you've already put out and it's definitely i feel like attention grabbing and i also think it's like what the kids just really <laughs> like in general now because everybody is just kind of like not like regressing in a bad way, but, you know, they're taking <laughs> stock and, you know, times that I, they either, you know, weren't able to live in or times that they did live in. And they're just looking back upon as, as like a comfort method after this last chaotic year. Yeah. You know, that's funny you say that because I was thinking like when the pandemic started and I'll, I'll talk about the new album and all, all those songs. Thank you, by the way, for checking some out, some of those songs out. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, I was telling a friend of mine at the beginning of the pandemic. It's like, man, like, because obviously uh, running a record label, there's, we're always kind of on the lookout for like a new artist or somebody that piques our interest or whatever. And at, when the pandemic started, it was like, man, like, like we don't have to sign anybody for a while because nobody right now is going to care about new music. Everybody's going to want to like, like listen to something that makes them feel like you said, comfortable, like makes them feel good. Like something that they know because we're moving into these uncharted territory you know this uncharted territory with the pandemic so you're going to want to grab onto something that you know from from a time that made you feel good you know um so it's kind of funny that you say that and that happens to be i didn't do that you know obviously that wasn't planned out with million miler it just happens to be my like you know passion project to kind of tap into those 80s synth synth pop you know synth wave vibes um, but yeah, I think that you're, I mean, I hope you're right. I, I think people seem to be reacting really well to the project because it has that built in. Yeah. Like that nostalgia and that just, I think people are really relating to it well because, you know, I, I'm always, I'm a sucker for like just writing 
super honest lyrics. You know, I always try to tell my story and I feel like people have always been able to relate to that to, to some extent, you know, just lyrically. Um, so you, you match that to those, you know, synth vibes that are just, you know, soaked in like, like, obviously, I don't know if you guys have seen the album cover for the Million Miler record that's coming May 10th, but it's just like literally just a beach getaway with palm trees, like a classic, like, uh, you know, a Corvette and a bonfire with a boombox sitting there. It's like, how can you kind of go wrong? It's like, who doesn't want to <laughs> be in that moment? Um, and I don't think that's like, you know, it could be the 80s or it could be today. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's just a vibe. Like you, you said vibe a few times tonight, Lizzie. It's like, that's a vibe <laughs> that I kind of feel like is kind of timeless. And, and I, for one, always want to just, I, I always want to be in, in that mindset. That I actually went to see Plain White Tees at Metro before this, this panorama happened. <laughs> and I got one of your CD samplers. And when we originally got the email um, from Caitlin and to set this up, I was like putting two and two together. And I know you had said that that was just kind of like, something that you had thought about and like organically kind of coming back around in like a positive way. Yeah. I love that. So uh, for anybody that, that doesn't know, um, I made a CD sampler for my record label humans were here and a CD sampler, like in 2019 or whatever is probably the dumbest idea of all time because no <laughs> one plays CDs anymore. And I was like, well, it's, it's almost like a glorified flyer, basically, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. even if, even if these get thrown, you know, into the, you know, it's a, it becomes a Frisbee for somebody, it's still, there will, it's still, it's, it's, uh, it has a, um, a point to it, right? It's just getting that name out there, getting, letting people, you know, literally like the, it's square one for me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm doing all this stuff myself, all the merch orders coming in, I'm filling in my basement, you know, and send it, going to the, the post office and shipping them out myself. So it's all very, <laughs> um, very grassroots. It very much reminds me of like the early days of plain white tees, you know, mm -hmm. it's funny. It's kind of like starting, it's like starting a band, uh, but it's like a label instead, you know, it's, it's yeah. the same vibe for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, the fact that Lizzie, you said that you were at that show at the Metro a year and a half ago and you got one of those CDs. And then when you were reached, reached, when the label reached out to you about me getting on the podcast, you were like, oh yeah, I remember that I have that CD and that's the point, you know, that's kind of the whole point. Like, <laughs> even though you, you probably didn't even listen to the damn thing, but like you saw it, you held it in your hand. And I think there's something about like, you know, that just that, that tangibility of it, like, the fact that we all live on our phones now and we're all, you know, so connected to whether it's Instagram or just whatever, you know, to actually hold something like, like I said, even if it gets thrown in the trash the next day, you still had that moment of touching it, looking at it and it's, it's in there somewhere, you know? So you had the, the moment, the full circle moment, you know, when you got reached out to and by the label or whatever, but there's going to be somebody that hears, you know, sees a million miler video in a few months randomly and is like million miler where have i heard of that and they remember oh yeah humans were, oh yeah that sampler i got you know so it's just a matter of, of uh just getting the word out there somehow and me being kind of an old school guy it's like i remember back when i was promoting plain white tees i would make flyers i would do i would stand outside shows 
much like I did at my own show and gave you a CD, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, and just pass out, you know, just talk to everybody I could meet people, pass out flyers for old play my shows being like, Hey, my band's playing, you know, down the block next weekend, you got to come out, whatever. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes that's the best way in, in an age, especially now when everything is so easy and so in your hand on your phone, you know, to actually have someone in your face saying, hi, this is, this is mine. This is for you. I want to hand this to you. This is what I'm working on now. You know, I think that there's still a, a big place for that. And I think honestly, like I said, maybe even more so because it's so much more rare now. And it's like, a, you know, it's rare to have a bit of personal, you know, hand to hand kind of a thing. Um, So yeah, anyway, long story short, I'm glad that you, you got the CD (laughs) and you remembered it. And that basically is, is like validation that like, okay, yeah, that was, that was all worth it. You know? Yeah. It all worked. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, with old bands of mine, it's like, Hey, let's go to like the, uh, the a day to remember show and like stand outside and just talk to people and hand them that. And it was like, yeah, this feels like it really works. And yeah, I, it's kind of interesting now when we're talking about like how nobody owns things, let alone like have owning a CD player, like nobody owns things, nobody owns music anymore. They're just like, yeah, I'll just pull up whatever song on YouTube or Spotify and just play it that way off my phone. And it's like, now I actually own like a CD and a piece of music. And it's like, the hell do I do with this? <laughs> you know, Dude, but it's totally. like, you remember Absolutely. it now. Cause it's so rare. Like now, if yep. you are, if you're that guy standing outside of a show and you, you give somebody something and you talk to them for a little bit, like that's going to mean so much more to, to that person. Even now, even in the time when everyone's just texting and, uh, uh, on, on the internet, watching streams, watching videos and all that on their phone. It's like, yeah still have that like human contact i think i'm just really missing human contact maybe that was the point of what i was trying to say that that might be it actually you might just miss like actually like talking to other people outside of your household like a crisp high five outside of a show change would change my life right now (laughs) (laughs) but is this where you you announce your soundcloud 80s too (laughs) it's where you drop your soundcloud link but could you tell us anything about it like sound wise or what you guys are expecting to go into it with so, um, again, it, it's in the early stages, you know, thinking about new music for the tease. But, um, you know, like I said, with our last Plain White Tease album, Parallel Universe, we kind of we tried to really push ourselves out of our, you know, our comfort zone and experiment with a little bit of like synthy stuff, a little bit of more like, you know, uh, modern production and beats. And, you know, like I said, things that you would never expect uh, from a plain white tees record. And that was awesome. And then we love the album. We're super proud of it. We love it. Um, but you know, that kind of, like I said, that led me to, to pursue million miler to pursue a project that could really, really do that authentically, you know, because I think, I feel like with plain white tees, because we are a bit more of like a known brand, you know, it's kind of like I, I think there's only there's a there's a level we can push it where people are like, man, like that's really cool, but like it's like you 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 want if you want Coca Cola, you don't want new Coke, you know, you don't want, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want Coke watermelon. You want Coke. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like 
Yeah. So I think that, that we kind of got that out of our system a little bit with, with uh, like I said, with the last album and again, with doing s- s- my side project and everything. Um, so honestly, I feel like with this last year, especially of just getting to sit in this room and write a bunch of songs and kind of be introspective and um, have that space uh, to create without any pressure or anything like that. Um, I feel like the this new Plain White Tees album is gonna kind of be a little bit more stripped down and um, and I guess play to our strengths a little bit more, you know, just be more focused on on um, you know just writing a, a a good song or you know a song that that connects to people with a really honest lyric and not trying to dress it up in a modern way or with all the bells and whistles, you know, to compete with, you know, the weekend or something and more of just like, <laughs> let's just stick, stay in our lane and let's just find that, find that way to be as authentic as we can. And uh, so that, that's kind of where our head's at right now with it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's honestly kind of refreshing to hear like, uh, you know, a band is like, I'm going to go to the studio and like stick to our roots and not just like throw a bunch of stuff in, you know, which I feel like back in the day, oh, that was me. the vibe. <laughs> We've been doing that for years, you know, just yeah. <laughs> always, you know, well, because to be honest, and you guys probably know the history, it's like Playway T started as more of like a pop punk band, you know, and so we've always had these acoustic songs on our albums and those have always kind of been the ones that people have latched onto. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, it's been a little bit of like, a, well, we still want to be this band that we started as, and we still want to do songs that are like, you know, people are going to like mosh to, or people are going to, you know, want to move, you know, want to move people. But the ones that really connected were always the, you know, the, the dialed back ones. And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, so like you said, it's like over the years we've been just always wanting to do things and trying different things, uh, but it's like kind of like slightly selfish if you think about it, you know, like <laughs> like I don't know, like not I don't I don't mean to say like give people what they want, like it's just like a soulless thing, but obviously it's like when I sit down to write a song, I've got a choice of what it's gonna sound like or what it's you know. Is it going to be a goofy song? Is it going to be a, you know, try to write something more from the heart? Is it going to be something that, oh, I've got this crazy concept that's super clever, you know? It's like all kinds of ways you can approach writing a song. And I think that all of those, all of those approaches are great and they can really lead to something special. But it seems like for Plain White Tees, the more heartfelt approach has always been what has succeeded for us and what is you know, connected with people the most for our band. And um, so I think that like, you know, we've never really tried to like harness that in. Like I said, we've always kind of been wanting to do a bunch of different things. So again, one of the the things with the pandemic, having that space kind of, kind of led to that, that, um, mm-hmm. you know, realization. So, so yeah, that's what we're trying to do. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, too, it's like <laughs> I, I remember back in the day where everybody was like, "Well, EDM's getting really popular now. We're gonna throw in some EDM. We're gonna throw synths. We're gonna do uh, oh, yeah. dubstep and everything." 
And then it's like now that pop punk is kind of getting more popular, everyone's going to go like, oh, we got to throw guitars. We got to have like, you know, sad lyrics, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to totally, be the exact, yeah. uh, uh, not to quote Fall Out Boy, but I'll quote Fall Out Boy. It's going to be a different kind of arms yeah. race. Yeah, there you go. It's, <laughs> and you know, it's very easy. It's like, because when something fresh comes out, you want to chase that or you want to be like, dude, that's so cool. I love that. So you want to, mm -hmm. you know, you want to go a little bit of that direction or, or, you know, find a way to kind of pepper that into what you do. Um, so yeah, it's like no fault to like any of these, you know, any, any artist that does that for sure, because it, it's, it's like it, you know, you, it's very easy to want to, um, yeah. but yeah, it's all, you know, obviously it's like the, the, the reason, you know, like I, I, when Skrillex came out, he blew my mind. Like it, it to me, Skrillex Damn. was as important as like the Beatles or Nirvana or Michael Jackson. It's like, like he completely revolution, like took music in a direction that no one had ever really done before. Um, and that was really exciting. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's like, cool nobody is going to do it as good as Skrillex. So it, like mm -hmm. as much as the temptation <laughs> would be to like, Oh, we got to do something like that. It's like, well, he's already got that covered guys, you know, like let's, you know, like <laughs> kind of stay in your own lane or, you know, find, find out what makes you special, you know? Yeah. And that's something that, that again, even though the world has told us time and time again with our hits and stuff, it's like, we've never really wanted to listen or, you know, we, we, we never really wanted to just be that thing that people really loved from us. Um, and I'm not saying that we're going to make an all acoustic album or something, but just, mm -hmm. like I said, just to be a little bit, you know, a little bit more uh, aware of, of, uh, you know, of the direction I think is the key. Yeah. So no, uh, no dubstep on the new record. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> You know, I never say never, but uh, <laughs> probably not. It's it's an open book, possibly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, it's only a matter of time until we start bringing dubstep back, and then I'll be right back in a different kind of nostalgia where I was. Wow. Into that too. Dude, totally. That's a great point. Yeah, like like seven years from now, maybe not even. Like, there's gonna be some dubstepy thing with like mixed with like. Well, I don't want to say country because I feel like. Uh, is it, <laughs> Is it Luke Bryan or one of those guys is already kind of does like a kind of hip hop mm. thing. I don't know if it's Luke Bryan. I don't, I don't really know country, but, um, yeah. it's anyway, one of them. I know for sure. It's one gonna of them. Be, yeah. There's going to be something like dubstep is not dead. I promise that. Yeah. It's just, it just a really important, Lauren's leaving. <laughs> it was just a very important, it was a very, <laughs> uh, it was a very important record. That's where's the Buffalo sauce. What? I don't like buffalo sauce. I'm sorry. That's a hot take. <laughs> Do another one. Do another hey, Club. One. Our new episode of Spicy Takes with our besties Action Adventure is out now on our YouTube channel. We're excited to say that for this series, Chicago-based Soothsayer Hot Sauce is our sponsor. In this episode, we feature Action Adventure's Poser Poison Hot Sauce, which includes hints of Mexican chocolate and scorpion pepper. It's sold out online, but snag a ticket to see them IRL to get a bottle of your own purple sauce. You can also obsessively refresh SoothsayerHotSauce.com until it comes back in stock on their site. While you're there, scoop up some other spicy sauces. Our next guests will include friends like Rematch, OK Cool, and more to be announced. 
So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube too at youtube.com slash club. Thanks again to our friends at Soothsayer Hot Sauce. And last but not least, we're throwing it back to number one Hoobastan Hansel Romero of Nightlife, a.k.a. the people who got a critique slash, you know, shout out from Anthony Fantano recently for their soul punk vibes. So make sure that you listen to this and then go re-listen to the episode and also just go follow them. Their music smacks. Listen. I've said this a lot too, that it, like I really wish that they would take a step back and let, or at least find a way to let some newer faces come in. Um, but I, obviously that's a bit of a selfish desire, but um, I also wonder how much I don't know about what that situation is, is like, is the only person he can work with Lil Huddy or like, can does he have the opportunity to actually ask a pink shift or something what's happened or a mamata or something like what's going on in the scene right now? Um, I think there'll come a time when he does step back. I, I don't know how soon, but it, it'll, <laughs> it'll happen. Um, but until then, I mean, I don't like everything that he does, but I'm really stoked on some of them. And mm-hmm. to me, when I get stoked on one of them, it's like, oh, okay, I could be with the future too. I mean, not that I wouldn't be, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. this is dope. Um, that was a lot. I was just rambling. Yeah. I don't want to be like... I'm noticing that, like, you know, sometimes these takes might go somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make my my own personal take on this. This is my Brian's take. Brian's dropping hot tea and hot goss. I'm, I'm, I'm spilling so to. much tea over here. Somebody get a somebody get a Swiffer. Um, we're we're going to end up getting into alternative <laughs> press again. But it's going to be for being controversial. <laughs> unlike Hansel, who is an alternative press for being a good producer even though they put you they teased you so hard and they put you all the way at the yeah. end that's called journalism baby it's called <laughs> oh, i know brian um, brian texted me article. about it Apparently. he was like he's all the way at the end i'm like yep that's journalism let's go <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i'm just copying what what my journalism friend said they're like yep. yeah, yeah that's, that's how you do it, it. it's a, you you lead mm-hmm. with the what i was like see i don't even know the terms my bad <laughs> <laughs> you, you lead with you the lead, you lead with the hottest person on the block, basically, and then you bury the lead <laughs> so far down that they have to click on it and they have to stay on that page so they get some ad revenue money. That's wild. <laughs> I didn't listen. Let me keep my imposter syndrome for a moment. Just be like, that's not what they did. They just put me at the bottom because I'm new and cute. <laughs> they didn't want. It's not. They just put me on the cover for like by accident. It's fine. <laughs> if you're on the I, cover, genuinely. That's what it is, you know. Also, like the photo's good. Like it's a good photo. Yeah, it looks it's a good, cool. Clean like photo. I click the on that, I'd be like, catching. oh, let me check I, this. I out. Yeah, super eye catching. The video is. I mean, I'm assuming it's related to the video, and the video is sick too. So, like, it all looks very appealing, and it all looks like you know. Yeah, I'm gonna click on that. I'm gonna check this out. Well, man, whatever the reason, I'll press like shout out. Thank you for putting me on the face. That was very strange, but I loved it. <laughs> Um, do it again sometime. <laughs> Please do it again. <laughs> I, I liked it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm being so weird. No, dude. We're just going with we it. We love it. Yeah. I'm, I don't we're know cool. if you've noticed. We're also weird. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, that's Y'all have just had practice, and I'm over here just you know, practicing feelings out, <laughs> whispering into the microphone sometimes. You know what it is. I've it's had. Just, uh, I've had 34 years of being weird. I'm very good at it. And uh, at this point, I don't think I can stop. 
think it's uh Good whatever planet told me to be weird i think that's what i'm gonna be yeah god bless yeah. i Gives think us all up. i think you're big like mercury or pluto energy that's maybe i could be wrong i don't i don't know what that means I've never met those planets, so I don't know. Oh, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, I met Pluto, bro. Oh, that's man. really fake energy. I, they they removed it as a planet, and I was like, I don't fuck with Pluto no more. <laughs> wow. Damn. Real fake yeah. energy, Brian. Sorry, Pluto. You know what? These hoes ain't loyal out here. Yeah. It's actually just Pluto Brian. has Pluto has really bad PR. Like they, he needs to hire a new team. <laughs> he needs to get a new team going. <laughs> well, Pluto gets some new uh, a new manager that yeah. can hook you up is fine. Oh my god. We'll deal with it then. <laughs> Uh, that was one of the stupidest things I've ever said, and I'm going to uh, put it in my Twitter bio. <laughs> no, that was brilliant. <laughs> Which I haven't updated since 2005. <laughs> Just put it in there, no context, and that's it. Just say I like math and I like Pluto. I hate Pluto. That's I it. I do love math. I'm a big fan of math. Oh, we got a math person. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I know. So the only other band... <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask a question about music again. The only other band I've really ever seen called Soul Punk, and maybe there are plenty more, uh, was Let Live. So you are now the second band I've seen called Soul Punk, uh, which I feel like you represent Soul Punk more as like the infusion of like jazz and horns and more of like a soulful vibe to it oh don't say that oh no they're the ogs take it back i know <laughs> let, let live is is but but you have phenomenal. like a, the newer fresher more active take like take yeah. on it of that like gets soul the music kids. yeah like it's the youth there's that another so nice there's another band called bad rabbits it's been a long time since yeah. i listened to them yeah and they're also like fucking phenomenal so it's like oh okay this is more like in that realm than the let live realm but it's both it's like yeah it's just got like all of those vibes to it and bad rabbits is so fucking good <laughs> and stop it's like it's like y'all there were like three bands that were like we we said we're making music we just want to make but there are three bands that we really dig what mm -hmm. they did ethos wise and it's let live bad rabbits and issues that's it and y'all named two of them already like <laughs> in terms of bands at least that was like put like oh i like that they did this with the sound or whatever you know what i mean but mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're definitely not as Love heavy that. as Let Live. Mm -mm. I feel like it's more like that the poppy sound, but yeah, Let Live is very. I don't know. I don't know if I would call them soul punk now, knowing that there are actual like punk bands that have done like soul infused stuff, right? Like they're like, yeah, which is heavy. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I understand what you're saying. They're just the OGs. Like I know. they, they to, maybe somebody else did it. I imagine somebody else did it, but. They just like pop. The phrase only exists in my head because of them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's so funny because like I was definitely feeling like, oh, no, I'm just copping this. Like, I feel bad. And whenever somebody recognizes it, they're just going to be like, oh, they're just Jack and fucking let live. And yes, we are. So like, well, how do I, you know, like there's nothing I can really do about it um, because I chose to do it. But yeah, no, that's a it's worked in fam in our favor it's like been a, a natural association by that degree too which has been super sick i couldn't ask for anything better than my band being compared to fucking let live mm -hmm. uh but so we're we're we're, we're doing great <laughs> look I all mean, time you're... low jacked blink 182 and look what it did for them so you know take whatever you like and do it and eventually you'll be headlining festivals you know 
That's how it works. Was that? I didn't even know that. That's a cool fun fact. Oh yeah, like yeah. I mean, every band stole from the bands before them, right? Like, it's just it's just what you do, and then you find your own lane, and then you're like, yeah, that's my lane now, and I'm gonna do that, and then you know, it goes where it goes. But you got to take something from somebody else first, and then learn who you are. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I now also understand why they say that like the best musicians are the ones that steal the most because that Im- they just implicitly mean they steal a ton and they get a ton of language from people, but they have already figured out how to speak it in their own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think that that's brilliant. But yeah. Well, you were able to do it fairly well because now you're managed by Rock Nation as of like yeah, man, literally the like the last <laughs> week, which is insane. Can somebody explain what's going on to me, please? Can you explain how that happened to explain? us, no. first of all? <laughs> no, I, listen, Jason, I hope you're not listening to this. If you are, dude, you're the best. Um, but, <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah, he messaged us, like, I think Saturday in the morning, like, and we put out the song on Friday, and we, it's funny, I, like, didn't look at the message because my phone was not functional, mm-hmm. and I was trying my best to kind of organize that, and then um, I kind of just got around to it later, and then I looked at who messaged us and saw Rock Nation in his bio. And I was like, <laughs> no. Like, I, I, I ass was like, no. And then I texted the boys and I was like, y'all, no. And then they were like, we all, we all collectively did a little, ah, that's a, ah, and then gave him our email. He emailed us that day. And then uh, we met a few times and we've talked about game plan but he was pretty sold from the start um so jason i realize i've been talking about this person and did not explain anything they are one of either two or like three people i believe that are working in the rock department of rock nation which they had only started about like five or six years ago Mm. um so they have like bands like we came as romans spirit box uh chan animals as leaders to name Mm. a couple touche amore which is super cool Mm. um but it's kind of it's a little bit limited, and it's a lot of uh, metal core bands or scene bands that have gone the uh, more mainstream rock route, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't worry, we're not doing that because um, we literally <laughs> can't. <laughs> um, but that's just kind of like the environment that the rock department at Rock Nation seems to be in um, from the outside, at least. Hasn't mm-hmm. I know there's people talking because we were like, "Why is Tyson Ritter of All American Rejects on here?" And I think it samples it. Like very he- like gives you hell. They sample gives you hell. Oh no, pretty that's right. Heavily. People were complaining about that. Yeah, and I yeah. saw. I listened to it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, then are you going to be mad at Jaden for basically sampling almost every single Blink 182 song you've ever heard on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the stealing, like they're putting it through their language. Yeah. It yeah. still sounds like emo rap or pop rap or whatever. Like, I, that's cool with me. If you're gonna do insert Blink 182 song that I should know here, but. Yeah good that, <laughs> Do it that, with, with the new elements and everybody we learned what um psych marketing is today on this podcast thank you <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit uh, steal and uh psychically convince your fans oh to love you and to buy your records and to perfect stream you on Spotify. money yeah i do think um like you were saying, the, the, uh, and we were talking about before, is like, yeah, that language is being reinterpreted. I just love that it's being reinterpreted by. There's this thing in rock music where you're like, and I was I was watching this video on like Panic at the Disco, with, uh, and like people were so mad that they started and like they didn't pay their dues, 
And I'm like, that's such an outdated thought now. Like yeah. that, that to me is just like, especially within the last year where a bunch of bands and artists recorded stuff. And it's like, when were you going to pay your dues? Like you can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go dues, play to you know? nobody empty yeah. venue and pay them to play. Exactly. So it's like, if we are saying that bands have to do this, this is the only way you become that. All of these people now are interpreting the music without any of that, without any, mm-hmm. without anything that the rock scene did before. They're interpreting it just based on the music, just based on what they like from from the vibes of what it was before, and then saying, "Oh, I'm gonna do this." But there's still those like rock people, rock dudes, dads. I guess I don't know. Brothers, brothers. Hey, brother, if you ain't giving out on the road, you know how you gonna pay your dues? And it, oh, it God. yeah, go listen to Seether. Yeah, brother, you ain't listening to Seether. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I was talking about Huba Stank. <laughs> My brother, I got twenty bucks of Huba Stank in that jukebox. Don't you dare touch that touch tunes. I can't. Like, there's gonna be a point where I answer, and it's gonna be so much worse than you in terms of the accent. <laughs> That just won't be worth going on, so I'm cutting it here. Oh my god! <laughs> Hard cut. How far can we push each other to do a terrible butt yeah. rock accent? A new the game to is, play. It's like, am, is anything that we just said untrue, or like it's, it's a relatable impression? You're like, yeah, I've definitely seen that Hoobastank fan before in the world. <laughs> I'm that Hoobastank fan. Oh my god! But... I'm the Hoobastank fan. I am the one but... who hoobs. <laughs> I don't like that. I will absolutely use that going forward. So, fun fact, Hoobastank was my first favorite band. Okay. I was uh, six or seven. I, no, no, I'm lying to you. I was like nine or ten. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I grew. I learned. But mm-hmm. I was definitely one who hoobs, as you one said. One who hoobs. <laughs> I did enjoy my, my era of hoobing. <laughs> I... So now hoobing's an, uh, an adjective now, everybody. Use it at yeah. your own risk. Go hoob on your own. Go hoob. Go hoob later. I don't know. Go I don't like no it. Stank. It Leave means nothing. <laughs> it's a meaningless phrase. <laughs> even when they use it. You put meaning to it. You put your yeah. own meaning to it. Yeah. We attribute meaning to words. That is how language works. Yeah. Hoobastank created a uh, a language unto themselves when they called their band Hoobastank. I, the more I say there it, the more it feels special. like. You know, like it's like it's not a it's real not word a real anymore. Word. Yeah. And I know it's not a real word, but it is a real word because Hoobastank used it. There's some Hooba lore out there. There's some Hooba life. You're about to styles. you're gonna dis- There's so much Hooba lore. You're gonna like disassociate here saying Hooba. 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 I respect the Hooba. They put will, out the reason. I will also The reason uh, is you, all right? Babe? The reason is you, y'all. <laughs> Uh, I will also acknowledge that Hoobastank, not that bad a band. Like, actually pretty good. I was going to say, all right, all right. They're not yeah, that bad. I'll, I'll, yeah. You can make fun of a lot worse bands. Yeah. But definitely make fun of that name, because what the fuck were they yeah. doing? It's just the name you can make fun of. The music is actually mm-hmm. pretty good. Out of Control is a great song. The Reason is still oh. a top 10 banger. Like, it's still really good. so hard. Yeah. You still get goosebumps at the end. Absolutely. I, I dare you to try not to. Yeah. Thanks so much to everybody for a really rad 2021. And maybe we'll do a couple more of these where we throw it back and look at who we talked with later on this upcoming year. But 
until then, we really appreciate you guys and we love you. We're really stoked for everything that we have coming up in the new year. And we also would love it if you like, comment, rate, subscribe, all of that, especially if you listen on Spotify. They just added a new rate feature and everybody should go there. Give us five stars. It'd be chill, you know, or you can go over on uh, Apple Music and actually give us a written review if you would like to. So until next time, guys, we will see you back on Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on EmoSocialClub.tv. I have been Lizzie. Brian is somewhere at home vibing, I'm assuming, and hoping for the best. So we'll talk to you later. Bye.